Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I am doing a breakdown, a draft recap of my 12-team PPR draft that happened just a few days ago. I'm going to be talking about my feel about the pick guys that I was picking, my overall experience during the draft, how I felt the draft was going around me, and how that influenced my decision-making throughout the draft. I think this video is very important if you're in a 12-team league. Maybe if you're picking picks 1 through 5, you can get some nice analysis from here. Or even if you're picking later in the draft, you're going to be seeing me talk about guys that go later in the draft that you may just be able to draft later inside the draft once it gets off the chalk at the beginning first couple of rounds. Like I said, if you guys do end up enjoying this video, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It's free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. I'm trying to hit your opponents with a 1-2 Mayweather, and we are going to be hoisting many championships on this channel, so I would really appreciate if you click that subscribe button while you're down there. If you want my rankings beside you to cross out to look at during your draft, check out patreon.com slash notoriousfantasy, which is going to convert from off-season content to in-season season content once the season is about to start. So I'm going to recap the draft here by reading off every single round and giving my feedback on each and every single pick. So this is a 12-team league with my friends from home. These guys are not necessarily the sharpest guys, but in most leagues you guys are going to play in, you're not going to be drafting with seven guys who draft like me. You're not going to be drafting with eight guys who are Evan Silva who are Andy Holloway, who are Jason Moore, who are Mike Wright, who are Nick Ercolano, all those kind of guys that you might look up to as fantasy analysts. That's not who you're going to be drafting against. You're going to be drafting against Joe Schmo, the guy that sits next to you and shows up to the draft hammered or something like that. That's who you're going to be drafting with. Maybe you're drafting with Sharps. I don't know. You, you could be. That's obviously possible. But in some leagues, you're going to be playing with people who aren't as sharp. So in this scenario at the 101, Christian McCaffrey came off the board. That is the most obvious thing to happen. Now, he was a Giants fan, my friend. So I was hoping, please, Lord, pick Saquon Barkley and let me get Christian McCaffrey. But hey, I was at the 102, and I decided to snag Saquon Barkley there to me. That was a no-brainer. I wasn't thinking about anyone else besides CMC or Saquon Barkley. And I got the second guy there, Saquon Barkley, who I think is going to have an excellent year for the New York Football Giants. Then at the three pick. This threw me for a whirlwind. Patrick Mahomes at the third pick. If I'm being completely honest with you, that's an awful pick. You can't be picking Patrick Mahomes in the first two rounds of the draft, even in the third round, in my opinion. But he's going to go in the first round of some leagues, so don't be shocked if that happens. At pick four, a nice steal there, getting Ezekiel Elliott at pick four. And then next, both quarterbacks, both the top two guys gone at pick five. Lamar Jackson, which also... Not a very good pick. At pick six, we see Alvin Kamara. Now, this was before the news that Alvin Kamara was going to hold out, that this is going to happen, that he might get traded. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen to Alvin Kamara. I would still draft him probably inside of the first round. I wouldn't be too cautious of it because even if he gets traded somewhere, he's still going to ball out, so it shouldn't really matter as much. But it would obviously take down some value from him considering the New Orleans Saints is an amazing system for Alvin Kamara to succeed. At pick number seven, his teammate Michael Thomas came off the board, or his teammate as of right now, wink, wink, you know, maybe he gets traded. I, I highly doubt it, if I'm being completely honest with you. At pick eight, we see Dalvin Cook, a pick I don't like due to the risk. I would have much rather went safe and went with a guy like Derrick Henry at pick 10. We had Devontae Adams at 11, Tyreek Hill, and at number 12, we close out the first round with CEH. So nothing too out of the ordinary, ordinary besides the two quarterbacks. Pretty simple. Two wide receivers or three wide receivers in the first round, a bunch of running backs, and obviously the quarterbacks came off the board. Now, this was when Joe Mixon was in prime holdout mode. It seemed like he was having these migraines. Maybe he's holding out we had no idea what was going to happen but he ended up coming back so great obviously for us Joe Mixon truthers now into the second round of the draft it starts off with Kenyon Drake followed by Josh Jacobs Austin Eckler who I was kind of pissed at I really wanted Eckler I really wanted Jacobs I really wanted Chubb 
None of them ended up falling to me, obviously going the first four picks of the second round, followed by Julio, Aaron Jones, then Joe Mixon, that's my dad over there, making a great pick there in the second round, followed by Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, first tight end off the board, and Travis Kelsey, and then Kenny G goes to me. I was between Kenny Galladay and Mike Evans. I also like DJ Moore a lot there. I was kind of just consulting my own rankings, thinking in my own brain, who do I want? Who do I feel is going to be best? And that was Kenny Galladay to me of the Detroit Lions. I think that him and Matt Stafford have an ungodly connection. I think it's entirely possible that, again, he is the touchdown leader at the wide receiver position. So I went ahead and drafted him here in the second round. In my personal opinion, that's not too much of a reach. And the second round concludes with Mr. Michael Evans. The third round begins with Mr. Leonard Fournette. Now, this is before he ended up getting cut, so we have no idea where Leonard Fournette is going. I have no idea. Right now, I would say you should probably draft him in, like, the, uh, I don't even know. If he's not on a team, I'd probably draft him, like, the eighth round. You can't let him fall past there, because what if he ends up in a great situation? So, I would say fade Fournette, obviously, in the third round, but maybe you can wait for him. I was really high on Fournette, thinking he was going to be good again. And I really still believed he would have been good in Jacksonville. It's just obviously they cut their ties with him. So I went with DJ Moore inside of the third round, my third pick of the team. I started Saquon, then I got Galladay, and now I got DJ Moore. Now, typically, I'm all aboard the running back early strategy. I'm all about going hard in the fucking paint on the running back position. But this draft didn't go that way. The value wasn't there at the running back position, so I peeled back, and I didn't do it. That's why you don't want to be stuck in a box in these drafts thinking, I need to draft two running backs early, because then you're going to reach up, and maybe you pick fucking Leonard Fournette and you feel like a goddamn dumbass. So after that was Amari Cooper, followed by George Kittle, and then Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders fell all the way to the third round. Now, I like Miles Sanders, but I'm still so unsure of this situation. And now, maybe Leonard Fournette ends up in Philadelphia and screws him over because Doug Peterson loves the running back by committee. I'm still nervous about it. He's still not back in practice. Just kidding. I think he actually did go to practice yesterday. So I don't know. It's kind of confusing with Miles Sanders. I love the player. I love the talent. I just don't love the situation. The situation's amazing, but I feel like they're just going to bring someone in and screw him over. I will always believe that for the Eagles because that's what they always do. At pick 30, amazing pick here, Jonathan Taylor. I almost picked him earlier than that, to be completely honest, right there at pick 26, but I went ahead and waited. I thought maybe some running backs will fall to me in the fourth round. This just in. They really kind of didn't. So after Jonathan Taylor, we see Chris Carson followed by Adam Thielen, Melvin Gordon, who's a pick I don't really like at all. I just think it will be more, uh, we'll be seeing more Philip Lindsay than most people believe. And then we see Cooper Cup and then his former teammate, Todd Gurley, awful pick. Two awful picks to end the first or the third round with Todd Gurley and Odell Beckham Jr. The guys, the few, the old first round picks going late in the third round. Odell's just not going to be able to do it with Kevin Stefanski. Todd Gurley, that guy's knee is fucked up. Now, you guys can say all you want. There's definitely a scenario where he gets a bunch of goal line work and doesn't die. But there's also a scenario where they feed him the ball and he dies. Or there's a scenario where they're scared of him getting hurt. So they don't give him enough touches, and he's not good enough for fantasy football. So I'm just really fading him there in the third round or in the fourth round as well. Now into the fourth round of the draft. The fourth round goes off with Russell Wilson, followed by Maki Mock Andrews, which is a great pick. I love Mark Andrews, followed by James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, Dak Prescott. So a lot of quarterbacks coming off the board early. But this is a home league, so expect things like that to happen. Followed by Devin Singletary, who I absolutely hate. I am probably the biggest hater on Devin Singletary, not based anything off of Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary is a good player. The problem is the situation he's in. The Mike situation he's in is no bueno. So you better just call the goddamn cab and get the hell out of there because Devin Singletary has Zach Moss on the team, and Zach Moss is apparently fucking up the defense, and they have a pretty good defense in training camp, whereas Devin Singletary is looking like garbage fumbling the ball. Do I want a guy that's going to be fumbling the ball a bunch? No. Do I want the guy who's not going to be getting enough touches to be a workhorse in the fourth round? 
No, so I'm not going to do it. After that, we saw Allen Robinson followed by Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster, and then Mark Ingram. Now, this is a pick right here. Mark Ingram is fool's gold. Completely fool's gold. Guy scores, doesn't really do anything. He's not. He's given, like, the opportunity, right? He's on the Baltimore Ravens, the most run-heavy team. So, obviously, he's going to get a decent amount of rushing yards. But he doesn't even do that. He's getting the ball a lot. Not doing much with it, but he scores the touchdowns. He's scoring all the touchdowns. That's the fucking problem. He scored so many touchdowns that he elevated his point total so high to being one of those top 12 running backs. Will he do it again? No. And it's if he does do it again, it's going to be because of the touchdowns again, but I just don't see that coming in 2020. Then it was my pick, and I went with wide receiver Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. So I have completely pivoted off my strategy of getting running backs early. I said, fuck it. We're going to go wide receivers because the value was there at the wide receiver position. So I went ahead and did it. I filled out my running back one slot. I got my two wide receivers, and now I got my flex in Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons, one of my favorite players inside of the later rounds of the draft. I probably could have gotten him inside the fifth round, but I wanted to make sure that I got Calvin Ridley. I wanted to make sure I got a guy on the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL of the Atlanta Falcons last season and a team that I could see doing it again in 2020. And at pick 48, we see Zach Ertz, who I don't really like all that much, but I would not be surprised if he goes in the fourth round in most leagues. Now into the fifth round of the draft. It starts off with Mr. Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks, which to me seemed early, but in reality probably wasn't. And then I went with David Johnson. Now, I know the half the comment section is going to leave thinking, Nick, what are you, the fantasy football fucking counselor? Why are you drafting David Johnson in the fifth round? Because I'm a lion, baby, and I draft David Johnson. Believing in him, not even believing in I believe in him, and I believe in the fact that, that uh, Bill, Bill O'Brien, that butt-shin motherfucker, is going to hand David Johnson the ball a million times. I don't care. I really don't care if he's not all that efficient. He looked good to start last year. Then he gets hurt. Then he looks like shit. Now he's healthy to start the season. He's going to get a lot, of, a lot of opportunity. If he gets hurt, then that looks like a garbage pick. But if he somehow stays healthy and plays well, I'm happy with David Johnson. I already felt so confident in my team that I took a flyer. I took a riskier pick here and went with David Johnson inside of the fifth round. After that, we saw Cortland Sutton followed by James White, Kareem Hunt, A.J. Brown, T.Y. Hilton, Ronald Jones, Kyler Murray, Raheem Mostert, Deshaun Watson, and Keenan Allen to close out this round. So some of the picks that I liked a lot, I do like James White a lot inside of the fifth round. is a bit early, but even I would pick him there because I feel like he's such a super safe play at the running back position. I almost picked him over David Johnson. If I'm being honest with you, I like Kareem Hunt. Has the upside if Chubb was to go down, but Chubb has never missed a game, knock on wood, in his NFL career. Now on to some picks I don't like. I'm not a huge fan of T.Y. Hilton. Just not. I've just uh, I've seen him get hurt too many times the last couple of years, so I'm just not going to buy into it. And I feel like they're going to run the ball a lot this season with Mr. John O'God. Taylor, another pick I don't like, Raheem Mostert. This guy's in a fucking committee. It's going to be Mostert one week. Then the next week, it's going to be someone else. It's going to be Coleman. Then it's going to be Jarek McKinnon. Then it's going to be Kyle Juszczyk. Then it's going to be Tom, uh, Tom Wilson, whatever that guy's name is. It's just a different guy every single time. It's too much of a running back co- by committee for my liking. Now on to the sixth round. The sixth round of this draft has been brought to you by Manscaped.com. Code Notorious at checkout. If you want to have the cleanest shaved balls in your fantasy football league, you want to have the finest family jewels, then make sure you use Code Notorious at checkout. Get that lawnmower three for, and you're going to be getting 20% off as well as free shipping. Or also get that ball deodorant. I got that stuff. I have the freshest smelling balls that you've ever seen until you get them because or even ever smelled, I guess you would say. You guys got to get it too. Manscaped.com. Code Notorious to check out. 20% off as well as free shipping. Now back into the video. At round six, this was such a fucking reach. This is like being 30 feet deep in the ocean and shooting up in three seconds. That's what CeeDee Lamb is. Don't draft him this early. 
Sure, I might kind of believe in him, but I'm not drafting him ahead of fucking Michael Gallup. That's insane to me. After that, we see Hollywood Brown followed by Darren Waller, Stefan Diggs, Michael Gallup, Devontae Parker. Now, these are all just dumbass picks, in my opinion, ahead of scary Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is going to be excellent this year for the Washington Eat a W football team over there in Washington. I like Terry McLaurin. I think that the talent is immense for him, and he's not even starting on my team, and I'm just kidding because I didn't even pick him. That was my dad's pick of him, so I just went super deep into him, and I didn't even pick him because I picked him in another league, and I just went full-on dumbass, but I do love Terry McLaurin. I did not pick him, though. After that, we see DK Metcalf, followed by Philip Lindsay, Cam Akers, and then I was like, damn it, Cam Akers went, so let me go ahead and draft David Montgomery. Now, the fact that Philip Lindsay went ahead of Cam Akers just shows this league. This league, man, it, it it's, makes no sense, but it's how a lot of leagues will go. And I've won it twice out of the five years we've been in it. My dad's won it twice. So, you know, just pure domination from the notorious family. So, David Montgomery, sure, maybe a reach because he's going to miss a couple of games. But I have David Johnson. So, I want a guy that I feel like if David Johnson dies a couple weeks in the season, I could throw the other David into the goddamn lineup and he can ball out. Now, this pick was the most questionable pick I've ever seen. Carry on Johnson in the sixth round. Now, I'm the biggest fan of Carry on Johnson. But this backfield is too crowded for on to do anything, if I'm being honest with you, because he's not going to get the pass-catching role because his teammate, DeAndre Swift, will. And speaking of DeAndre Swift, Tom Brady gets picked, then I picked DeAndre Swift. I was like, what a steal. I, I, that was like an easy pick for me in my brain. I was like, you know what? I want Swift. I don't even love Swift. I'm not even the biggest Swift guy. I don't talk this guy up. I don't get on my knees and give him the good old sucky-sucky. But I, I like DeAndre Swift. I don't love him, but I am bought in that this year he will be fine. Now, he is kind of hurt, so does he start the season? I don't know, but he could be one of those guys that you throw into your flex or running back to that has high catching upside. DeAndre Swift is one of those running backs that's like Alvin Kamara who could legitimately be the wide receiver three of the team, fucking hit some guy with an ankle breaker and score a touchdown. That's how good DeAndre Swift is. Followed by my main man, Tyler. Yeah, Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. I love that pick. Then Jarvis Landry, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Marlon Mack, and then the another terrible pick, the 49ers defense. Don't fucking draft the defense. Sorry for yelling. Sorry for yelling. Don't draft the defense early in the draft. Don't do it. You are screwing your bench over. You're screwing your team over. And at the end of the day, the 49ers defense, if they're not the first best defense, they fuck you over, and you don't even want to draft the defense to be the first defense. You don't even want your you want to draft the defense that's going to be good on a weekly uh, on every week you play them. So what you're going to do is week one you draft the defense for week one, then you cut them. You say get the fuck out of here, and then week two you add a completely new defense that's playing a scenario that you like, and you play that defense. Now if you want help with that. Please make sure to subscribe because I put out videos during the season to help you guys do that. So make sure you do that. After that, we saw Christian Kirk followed by Baby Chark. Do 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 Baby Chark. Now, I thought Baby Chark was going to get picked a zillion rounds ago. Falls into the seventh round. Could have went him over DeAndre Swift, but I felt like my wide receiver core was star-studded enough to go ahead and get Swift. So after that, we saw Jamison Crowder followed by Darius Slayton to close out the seventh round of the draft. Now on to the eighth round of the draft. So we're about halfway through the draft right now. Begins with Sterling Shepard, then Marvin Jones, Aaron Rodgers, who oh, I don't like that at all, but he's a Packers fan, so what do you fucking expect? After that, Brandon Cooks, Jordan Howard, who I like, Austin Hooper, which is a reach and a half. They're expecting Austin Hooper from last year, but Austin Hooper moved to Cleveland instead of being in Atlanta, the most pass-heavy team in the NFL. After that, Julian Edelman, followed by Evan Ingram, Tariq Cohen, John Brown, and then I said, you know what? I'm going to get a quarterback. I'm going to get my guy, Joshy 
Allen of the Buffalo Bills. I love Josh Allen. The quarterbacks were flying off the board. I didn't really panic. I was like, you know what? I can wait and pick Josh Allen if he's there, and he fell to me, so I picked him. I was looking at other guys, but I said, you know what? I love Josh Allen. I've had him on my team a bunch of times in fantasy football. I'm a huge fan of the guy, even as a Dolphins fan. The Bills are one of our rivals. I still picked him because I like the guy, and I think he has a lot of upside for this season. And then Golden Tate closes out the eighth round of the draft. Then the ninth round begins with Adrian Peterson, which made no sense. Again, there's a lot of picks that make no sense here. Adrian Peterson going ahead of other guys with much more upside. And then I went with Hayden Hurst. I said, fuck it. I'll get Ridley. I'll get Hayden Hurst. This offense is going to be passing the ball so much. Why not draft two guys on the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL? especially on a team that loves to throw the ball to the tight end so much as the Atlanta Falcons. After that was Sony Michelle, followed by Wham Bam Cam Newton, which is a reach ahead of the other quarterbacks that were still available, followed by Duke Johnson, J.K. Dobbins, Carson Wentz, Will Fuller, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Preston Williams, Tyler Higby. I was very surprised Ruggs and Preston Williams went that early, but hey, that's just how it is in some leagues. After that, we see another bad pick of the Ravens' defense, followed by Anthony Miller, a guy who I was targeting, didn't get him. Latavius Murray, who looks like maybe one of the best picks in this draft, potentially if Kamara gets traded, but I still don't think he's going to get traded. Emmanuel Sanders, Harrison Bucker the fucker, Justin Jefferson, Debo, Samuel Deshaun McCoy, which is a terrible pick, A.J. Green, terrible pick. But in the 10th round, I'd argue that it's not as bad because I expected he's a fool's gold player as well. A guy that has a big name like A.J. Green typically goes much earlier in these kind of leagues where people aren't as sharp, you know, but didn't end up happening. He went late, so kind of surprising. After that was the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Again, don't pick a defense early. And I got Zach Moss of the Buffalo Bills, one of my favorite guys. I talked about Devin Singletary earlier, how fucking Zach Moss is sniffing up there. He's going... He's trying to fucking eat that guy's ass and, become, and go past him and not in a weird way. He's just going to fucking destroy him and become the running back one of the team. I love Zach Moss. Sorry if I got a little bit angry there because I love Zach Moss so much. At number 11, we got Hunter Henry. Not at number 11. Round 11 begins with Hunter Henry. And then I said, you know what? He's still there. I'm going to get Deontay Johnson. Now, I'm not even sure if he's going to be the wide receiver, too. I just expect him to be. And if Big Ben's healthy, I expect big things out of Deontay Johnson. After that, we saw Jared Cook, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs defense. A bunch of defenses going this round. Patriots defense. My dad goes ahead and snags Rob Gronkowski, Noah Fant, Big Ben, Kashawn Vaughn. Defense, uh, Antonio Gibson, and the first kicker of Justin Tucker the fucker, which I don't like doing, but I almost respect it because he didn't reach on a defense. And he got a kicker that he's never going to have to take out of his lineup. The 12th round begins with Matthew Burita, followed by a snipe on me. I wanted McCole Hardman. He ends up getting snipe from me. Licky on my Gasicki, Mike Gasicki, Blake Jarwin, very early for Blake. I think you probably get him in the last round. Uh, Noah, uh, the New Orleans Saints defense. Matty Snapback, Tevin Coleman, Robbie Gould, Willie Lutz, Jake Elliott. Look, all these people are taking kickers. They're all taking kickers. They're all taking defenses. So I snagged Damian Harris, the potential running back one for the team in this late of a round. And people just don't look at him because not a lot of people know who he is. At 144, we see Ryan Tannigod come off the board. At pick number 13, or the round 13, I kind of got sniped. I kind of wanted Boston Scott, but I didn't feel I had enough wide receivers. So I was okay with it. I went with Nikhil Harry of the New England Patriots. I'm not super, super, super bought in as much anymore. But I think he'll still be good. I just think it'll take some time for him to become the wide receiver two submerged on the team. After that was Mr. Joe Burrow, Jimmy Guwap, Sammy Watkins, Gardner Minshew, Robbie Anderson, Jack Doyle, Dallas Cowboys defense, Curtis Samuel, Greg Zerline, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And these last couple of rounds are going to be a lot of running or a lot of defenses. But they're actually not because the fact that people drafted so many defenses and kickers early. Danny Dimes, the Buffalo Bills defense, Horsecock, Drew Locke, Kirk Cousins, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Broncos defense, Kaimi Fairbairn, Mike Williams, Sean Jackson, who's an excellent pick because week one, he's going to give back shots to that fucking Redskins defense. 
Just kidding. The Washington football team. After that, Jarek McKinnon. Then I went with the Chargers because they play Joe Burrow week one. I think Joe Burrow struggles in his first week in his NFL career with no preseason. And then the, the Eagles defense got picked. And the 15th round of the draft goes as follows. Matt Breida. And then I went with Zane Gonzalez. Rashad Perryman, who's hurt, got picked. Chase Edmonds, solid handcuff. Alexander Bass in the 15th round was surprising. My dad went the Bears defense. Bunch of kickers. My old bitch lame, but my young Hoku. Darrell Henderson and Jalen Riker, who's hurt, but may end up coming back a couple of weeks into the season. Now onto the draft grades part of the video. I'm going to go ahead and explain my opinion on every single team inside of the league. So I'm going to go ahead here, click on my team, and then I'm going to go and circle through every team. So my team is Team Hotel Motel Galladay Inn. My picture is Ruxin busting a fat one there, having them vinegar stroke. Shout out to the league. One of my favorite shows. Very inspiring. So my team is Josh Allen at my quarterback. My running backs are David Johnson, Saquon Barkley. My wide receivers are DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay. And my tight end and flex are both Atlanta Falcons players in Hayden Hurst and Calvin Ridley. My bench is comprised of David Montgomery, Damian Harris, Zach Moss, uh, DeAndre Swift, Nikhil Harry, Deontay Johnson. I don't count the kicker and defense inside of your ranking. So to me, this team is fantastic. This team is fuego. It's A1. It's the steak of sauce. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no more Italian accent for me. I love this fucking team. Now, obviously, I love every team I draft. I never go out of the draft feeling discouraged that my team's bad, but it's probably because I did so much research before all these fucking drafts. And I feel confident with the players that I pick. So obviously, the strong point of my team is my wide receiver core. Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, and Galvin Ridley are not leaving the starting lineup probably at all. Then, my running back one, amazing. Obviously, Saquon Barkley. The running back two is a bit dicey, but that's why I've got Moss, I've got Swift, I've got Montgomery, and I've got Damian Harris. So I feel very comfortable with this team. I love Josh Allen. This is definitely an A to A-plus roster for me. Let me know what you guys think about my team, though. I'd love to hear feedback on my own team if you guys think it sucked ass. Let me know. I really would, would love to know your guys' opinion. I don't... I'm not going to get mad at you if you say my team sucks ass. It'll probably be pretty funny because I like it so much. So after this, next team, the team I play week one, Josh Titsburg Feelers. His team is comprised of Tom Brady as the starting quarterback. His two starting running backs are Carrion and Christian McCaffrey. His wide receivers are Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett. His tight end is Zach Ertz, and his flex is Golden Tate. His bench is comprised of Hunter Henry, Cole Beasley, Boston Scott, Adrian Peterson, Leonard Fournette, and Ryan Tannehill. This is a team with a lot of promise if Leonard Fournette gets to go to a good team or a team where he's going to be used. So I like this team. I think it will be fine. I'm going to say that this is probably a B, B minus, B plus, B minus to B team overall, in my opinion. I think they have a solid uh, quarterback play, obviously, from Brady. The running backs look kind of dicey, though, without Fournette, but the wide receivers are pretty good. So I think this is overall a pretty solid team there. B to B plus, B minus to B range there. Next team, Chronic Master Deflator with Pat Mahomes, obviously, as their first pick. And then they went with Mark Ingram and Sonny Michelle as their running backs. Wide receivers are John Brown and Amari Cooper. Tight end is Tyler or Travis Kelsey. Flex is uh, Tyler Boyd. Bench is comprised of Burrow, Cam Akers, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Rashad Perryman, Cortland Sutton, and Jared Cook. Now, this team is missing running back depth. When you start off with Pat Mahomes early and a tight end early, you have to draft more running backs, and they just si simply didn't do that. This is the example of a team that kind of messes up going Mahomes and Kelsey. Now, Mahomes and Kelsey could 100% carry this team all the way to the Super Bowl. Not all the way to the Super Bowl, maybe all the way to the playoffs. And I would not be surprised at all. It's just the running backs that do worry me a lot, considering I'm not bought in on Ingram or Michelle really at all. This is a C to C-plus team. Not awful, obviously, though. Pretty solid team and could be a playoff team. Obviously, the rankings don't really mean shit, these draft grades, because half these teams are going to be completely different 
nine weeks into the season, maybe even three weeks into the season, the team will be completely different. So now onto the next team, Giants Throne. Now they have Jimmy Guwap as their starting quarterback, which to me is an instant garbage up thing, but they have Cam Newton on the bench. The running back is James White and Ezekiel Elliott. Wide receivers, I, A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins, two guys who I'm not really in love with this season. A.J. Green especially, I fucking hate him. George Kittle and Jarvis Landry. To close out the bench, they got Cam Akers, Tariq Cohen, Chase Edmonds, Philip Lindsay, Deshaun Jackson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Very good bench on this team. Overall, I feel this is a very good team, one of the better teams. Hopefully, he does not realize that A.J. Green is shit and instead should be playing Juju Smith-Schuster. But that's just me. Not a big fan of A.J. Green. This is a pretty solid team. This is a B team, maybe even B+. Next team here, the big blue pecking crew. There's a bunch of Giants fans in this league. I live in New Jersey. That's what's going to happen. Quarterback Lamar Jackson, Kareem Hunt, and Miles Sanders are the running backs. Robert Woods and Chris Godwin are the wide receivers. Evan Ingram is the tight end, and D.K. Metcalf is the flex. Their bench is comprised of Drew Brees, Duke Johnson, Alexander Madison, LaShawn McCoy, Sammy Watkins, and Mike Williams. Now, this bench is sus as fuck. Very suspect. Starting roster, amazing. The problem with these kind of teams is it takes one injury to one of these guys to completely dismantle your team. Very good starting roster. Not so hot bench. B uh, rating for me, in my opinion. Next team here after the big blue pecking crew is my father, Luca Brazzi, my dad, Pat. So now time to assess his team. His quarterback is Matty Ice. His running back core could be the uh, the all-holdout team. Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara, obviously Joe Mixon back. Will Kamara get signed to the New Orleans Saints? I think so. I think so. So this team's looking fine because, or looking really good, because Mixon fell so far because... He was holding out. After that, Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, Gronk, and Jonathan Taylor. Now, I don't think he should be playing Jonathan Taylor week one, but very solid starting roster. His bench is comprised, even though I'm not a big fan of Gronk, he got Gronk at a good value because if you draft Gronk in like the sixth round, your team is going to look absolutely atrocious. Whereas ADP is, followed by Gardner on the bench, Tevin Coleman, J.K. Dobbins, Julian Edelman, Terry McLaurin, and Debo Samuel. My dad watches my videos. He drafts pretty identically to how I draft. When I was younger, I learned how to play fantasy football from him. So we both kind of have the similar philosophies on how to draft in fantasy football. Based off of that, it's blood there, figuring that shit out. So very good team, obviously. I like his team. He's my dad. A to A+. Plus. I mean, me and my dad literally dominate this league every year, so I'd assume one of our teams is going to be very good. So next team here, the FFL Fanatic has Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback. Their starting running backs are Devin Singletary and uh, Aaron Jones. Wide receivers, Devontae Parker and Michael Thomas. Tight end, Austin Hooper. Wide receiver slash running back, Chris Carson. This is the typical case of drafting a team that was really good last year, not understanding that things change on a year-to-year basis. Devin Singletary does great last year, so you draft him, right? Devontae Parker, great last year, so you draft him, right? Austin Hooper does great last year, so you draft him, right? No, you look into the situation. Austin Hooper's not in a good situation. Parker has a god-awful early schedule, so if you draft him, you need to understand that he is going to be getting clamped down for the first couple weeks of the season. He plays Baltimore. Oh, wait, no, this is from last year. So annoying that they don't even show you who the fuck is playing this year. But I, I assure you, it's a hard early schedule to the season, so I don't love Devontae Parker. And I worry about the fact that Preston Williams is healthy and is going to take over in that offense again. After that, Matthew Stafford, Marlon Mack, Robbie Anderson, T.Y. Hilton, Justin Jefferson, and Noah Fant. Doesn't have enough running backs on the bench. Overall, solid team, though. Definitely not one of the worst. Probably a B- minus there to C-plus range for them. Next team here, the Blitzers. The 
blitzers. They got Dak. They got De- uh, their running backs are Dalvin Cook and Ronald Jones, wide receivers, Julio Jones, Michael Gallup, tight end, TJ Hawkinson, wide receiver, Adam Thielen. Bench is comprised of Big Ben, Jordan Howard, Will Fuller, and Jack Doyle. Now, they have two defenses and two kickers, so that instantly drops them. Any chance they had of being an A, any chance they had of being a B, completely gone. This is a D. The team's fine, but you don't fucking need two running back or two defenses and two kickers. Man, man, oh man. And I will explain it. You don't need it because you can just cut them and add a new one. That's why you don't need it. And if you're fucking wasting an early pick on Bucker, why are you even drafting Mason Crosby? If you're wasting an early pick on the Niners defense, why are you drafting the team to back them up? Why the fuck are you doing that? That makes no sense. That's like a D team, to be completely honest with you. Now, we start with Matt, Romo, sexual tendencies. With Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry, uh, Nick Chubb, Stephon Diggs, Christian Kirk, Blake Jarwin, and Brandon Cooks. Definitely a solid starting lineup. I love Henry. I love Chubb early. I was hoping fucking Chubb would come back to me, but Matt gave me the Chubb (laughs) winky face. And didn't give me um, Nick Chubb. Very disappointing for me. Great for him, though. Very solid starting squad. Bench comprised of Kirk Cousins, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon, Keyshawn Vaughn, Jerry Judy, Emmanuel Sanders. Another stack team. Should have went tight end earlier, or actually did go tight end a little early on Blake Jarwin. Picked him too early. Solid team, though. Um, probably give this a B to B-plus roster as well. He's one of the other guys. Me and my dad have won the league four times. He's won the league once, so one of the other top alpha guys in the league. Everyone else is a goddamn beta because they can't even get anywhere near us. So after this, and I'm talking shit, I know some of them will probably watch this, and they'll laugh because anyone can win in fantasy football, but I win most of the time because I'm pretty good at it, Inky Face. That's why I make fucking videos on the internet, in case you knew. It's because I'm kind of good at it. So after uh, now to start off with the Belichick Film School, which is a great name, Aaron Rodgers, James Conner, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Darren Waller, DK, or, or DJ Chark. Beautiful start to a team. Amazing, right? But this is where you separate the big dogs from the little dogs, and that's the bench. Drew Locke, no need to draft the backup quarterback if you're going to draft Rodgers. Raheem Mostert, terrible pick. Latavius Murray could be a good pick. Henry Ruggs, not too hot on. Curtis Samuel, terrible. No need to draft the backup tight end if you drafted Waller. Has Young Hoku, though, so my old bitch lame, but my Young Hoku. So positive points for that. This is a solid team, B to B+. Plus. But when you're kind of taking shots on guys like Curtis Samuel, you kind of fuck up your, your starting roster. Your starting roster is so good, and then you screw it up by not knowing how to bench draft depth. That's where a lot of teams screw up. They understand how to draft early, but get completely flustered later in the draft. Next team here, Hills upon Hills, has Deshaun Watson, Todd Gurley, Josh Jacobs, Tyree Kill, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, and Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder, also another fool's gold pick. A guy that you draft because you expect immense amount of volume for him, but if he doesn't get an immense amount of targets, he's not going to do anything. Plus, Adam Gaze is the coach, so who knows how it's going to go for Jameson Crowder. Antonio Gibson, Darrell Henderson, McCole Hardman, Marvin Jones, Anthony Miller, Preston Williams. Amazing bench, though. This team is very good. I am going to give this team an A-. minus. Very solid squad here, even though I hate Todd Gurley. Now, on to, I think we already did that. Now, on to the final team, the Golden Elite Giant Raiders. They have Russell Wilson, Kenyon Drake, CEH. Very solid start, right? Two great running backs, a good quarterback, and then it turns to shit. Keenan Allen... I don't hate. I'm not going to say that I hate Keaton Allen. I don't like Odell Beckham Jr., though. I, I t- t- Tyler Higby's okay, but you reach on CeeDee Lamb. And then you draft Russell Wilson, so why are you drafting Danny Dimes? Then Burita, who's fine, and then uh, Jalen Rager, who's fine. But then you take Shepard and Slayton. You're too much of a Giants fan. Don't do that. And then don't draft two defenses. That's all my explanation there. That's a C team. 
Again, a lot of these teams are going to be seized because they, they fuck up very easy things to fix, but they'll never figure it out. That's the problem with some people. They'll just never figure it out, and I hope that when you guys watch this video, you figured out what they did wrong and ended up learning from it and making your team better by learning from it. So we're going to throw my team on the screen here. This team is going to win the goddamn championship. Mortal lock of the goddamn century. So if you guys did end up enjoying this video, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I hope you enjoyed. If you made it this far, please remember to check out manscaped.com, code Notorious at checkout for 20% off, as well as free shipping. Make sure to check out my Patreon as well, and make sure to have a great rest of your guys' day. I'll see you guys later with another video, but always make sure that you are happy. And if you ever have any problems where you're not feeling happy, anything's not going your way, please uh, contact me on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I check Instagram. If I see something, I'll try and read it. I really hope you guys are okay, and I'm doing well. I hope you guys are doing well, and I'll see you guys later. Always make sure to reach out with me, out to me. If you need anything, I love you all. Goodbye!